We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell, as always. I'm here with Jason Pat. Jason, we're talking about the NBA playoffs. Lots of second rounds, all the second round series are underway. Uh, the Bucks, woof, just getting absolutely torched by the Brooklyn Nets through the first two yep. games of that series. Brooklyn beats them by 39 last night. Uh, we also had game one of the Suns Nuggets series last night. That goes to the Suns. The Suns looked really good in that game. Uh, day before, shocking Hawks win over the 76ers. Game two uh, will be in a couple hours after we record this. That'll be fun. And we're about to get some jazz clips tonight, too. So uh, lots of action popping off in the second round. But, Jace, I know you wanted to talk about a team that was recently eliminated. Uh, that is correct. That'd be the Portland Trailblazers who were eliminated in six games by the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, the Nuggets are playing the Suns now. Nuggets without Jamal Murray, without Will Barton, obviously Nicole Jokic was awesome. I kind of thought the Blazers had a good chance to win that series. They finished the year strong. There's been, uh, I mean, Damian Lillard is obviously incredible this season. He was incredible in the playoffs. He had that 55-point game, and I think that was game five, double overtime, but they were not able to win. His teammates totally failed him. One of 14 from the field over the two overtimes, and then they lost the game six. They blew a 14-point lead at, in the second half at home. And that has set off just, I mean, plenty of rumors and speculation. We know Damian Lillard has been super loyal to the Blazers for his entire career. He's always talked a big game about not joining super teams and not wanting to go anywhere else and all that kind of stuff. But with the Blazers losing in the first round again, I think they've only been out of the first round like a couple times in Dame's career. They went to the Western Conference Finals the one time a few years ago, and the Warriors just beat their ass. Uh, I think they went once to the second round when Dame hit that game winner uh, against the Rockets. So it's only been a few times. So after all this time, Dame's got to be getting a bit frustrated. And we've, we kind of saw it throughout the regular season. We saw it through like media leaks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Dame just... Playing his ass off, playing his heart out, and just not getting enough help. Uh, so, again, speculation, rumors out there that teams are monitoring 
Lillard situation. Is he going to ask out? Uh, there are reports out there about how he might see what happens first. We know there was this whole thing with the coaching situation. They fired Terry Stotts. Dame comes out and says, uh, I want Jason Kidd or maybe Chauncey Billups. Kidd responds by saying, I don't want to take the job because I'm getting put on the spot like that. So maybe it'll be Chauncey Billups. But again, all this out there about Dame and whether he actually will maybe want to move on, whether the Blazers maybe try to trade C.J. McCollum and break that up and keep Dame around. Neil Olshay, the general manager, gave a really bizarre press conference. It reminded me of guard packs taking no accountability for the Blazers' roster failures, basically said it wasn't on the roster, that they lost the Nuggets, that he really, that he should be commended for building a team that goes to the playoffs all the time in a small market, basically saying the coach shouldn't expect any big changes. I feel like if you're Dame, you got to be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, this this guy sucks. Like, he, he should be putting pressure on the front office. And like I mentioned, he kind of has. So ultimately, I do not think Dame's going to ask out this year. I feel like he'll give the, whatever, they hire, they'll hire a new coach, whether it's Bill up somebody else, and then we'll see what goes from there. But in case he did, and uh, and he asked for a trade, like I'm sure he'd have a list. I don't know if the Bulls would actually be on that list. I've just been daydreaming about the idea of the Bulls putting together a package for Dame Lillard. Because as we've talked about on this pod, we think the Bulls, they have their two all-stars in, in Zach and Vooch. They probably need to get another one. So Dame Lillard is awesome. He's I know he's 30-31, and you, you would worry about whatever, the defensive stuff. But, I mean, Dame, Zach, and Vooch would be an incredibly fun offensive trio to watch. You build a roster around uh, around them with defensive guys, and it'd be super fun. Uh, I, I think I threw an idea out there the other day about, like, if the Bulls were able to get lucky and they keep their lottery pick, like, packaging that, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, maybe a few other future firsts way in the future, because obviously the Bulls have already... Their 2023 pick is already gone, so it would have to be away in the future because of the stepping rule. This is basically daydreaming about Damian Lillard on the Bulls, which would be awesome. It'd be super fun to watch. I don't know if it would be a championship team. It honestly might be just like Portland East with uh, that backcourt, all offense, no defense, and then a good offensive big man. Um, but, Ricky, what are, I mean, so what do you make of D- the Damian Lillard Blazers situation? Do you think there's any chance he does ask out? And if you were the Bulls, would you put it all on the table for a Damian Lillard trade? Well, I think the Bulls pretty much just put it all on the table for a Nikola Vucevic trade. So <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't have a ton to trade to try to get a third star. Uh, that's something we've been talking about on this podcast for the last few months. And I think if Dame was to ask out, he would probably want to like go to the Lakers or go to a team where he could seriously compete for a championship, especially watching how good the Nets are right now. Having Kyrie, having Durant, yeah. having Harden, uh, you know, even with one of those guys hurt, they still have an overwhelming talent advantage over everyone else. So the way the Blazers have failed Dame is by thinking that it's better to have nine solid players instead of two or three really, really great players. And uh, Olshay, I think, should have been fired even before that press conference. And then hearing that press conference, it's like, holy shit, how did they not fire that guy? So will Dame ask out? I mean... I think if you were trying to go through the next NBA star to hit the trade market, I think Lillard's got to be on that short list. I think Carl Towns would be on that short list. I think Bradley Beal would have to be on that short list. And here's a Galaxy Brain one. I see we got a, a Chef Curry guy in the chat. How about Steph? Uh, I think Steph is going to you know, sign his big contract extension, but will he play his whole career in Golden State? I feel like Golden State is very far away from a championship, so... Uh, you know, Steph could maybe potentially be in that mix too. If Lillard did, 
request a trade, wouldn't that just like go against everything? Like the entire like narrative arc of Damian Lillard has been built around the guy that's like, I don't run. I don't chase a championship. I'm going to stay here and build. So he would just be totally shifting from that mindset. If he were to request a trade, uh, I don't see it happening. Not this year. I could see it happening a year from now. And I would expect him to like go to the Lakers or maybe the Clippers or another really big market team, maybe the Knicks. Uh, now, the, the Bulls are one of those supposed big market teams. We never really see the Bulls land a player of Lillard's caliber. And Vucevic is awesome, but Lillard's just like a cut above that, right? Like, I'm sure you saw the 55-point playoff game. He hits two shots that force an extra frame in that. Just an absolutely remarkable Lillard performance. Uh, I, you know, I could go back and forth on how I feel about him, you know, over the next few years, obviously he's just an unbelievable offensive player, pull up shooter. He's gotten so much better over the last five years. Uh, his defense is terrible. It is <laughs> the defense gets totally overlooked when people talk about the worst defenders in the NBA. I think like Zach Levine still has a reputation as a worse defender than Damian Lillard, but Zach's a better defender than Dame. Dame is a really harmful defender. It's going to be tough to build any good defense or with Damian Lillard there, to be totally honest. Now, he's got the physical tools to compete. It's probably just that he's carrying such a large burden. But Lillard's also one of these guys who is a little bit older than you think he is. Like, he's like 31. He's going to turn 31 in July, on July 15th. Uh, and I don't know, over the next three, four years, I could see Lillard falling off a little bit. Now, for sure, like any team that could get him, yeah. I mean, the guy's amazing. You should definitely go after him. I guarantee the Lakers and the Knicks would be all in on Damian Lillard uh, with all of the draft picks and every other asset they could possibly think of to try to get him. Maybe the Bulls would be in that mix, too. Uh, I just don't see that happening this year. I would, I would tend to agree. And you talk about the big market stuff and just like who would go after him. Odds have come out, of course. Like I've seen a few different places, and the Knicks are the favorite, which I think does make sense because that would kind of give him the opportunity to still be like the definite lead guy. And the Knicks have a bunch of have like all their assets plus more and stuff they could trade. The problem with like the, the Lakers and Clippers is they've traded all their like shit already. Like I mean, the Clippers went all in for Paul George, so like they don't have that much unless they like trade Paul George for him. And then the Lakers, uh, they traded all their stuff for Anthony Davis, so like they could trade what like Tht Kuzma. Uh, and like a pick now and like a pick like way in the future because they again the step with the stepping rule like they traded I think three picks for AD so like they don't have that much either like this could be a situation where if like I guess if Dame says like I want to go to one of these places but then like are the Blazers I know the Blazers would want to do right by Dame he's been the face of their franchise and if he did ask out and ask out for to a specific place I'm sure they'd like they try to get him to the place he wants to go but like if that means taking like a terrible deal compared to what even a team like the pelicans or like the, i mean the thunder could offer a ton of stuff like I, i'm just like, the pelicans would be interesting i mean even the thunder could be interesting even though it's like a, a, a small market still in new orleans as well like pairing him with zion pairing him with shea gilgis alexander and the thunders and those teams still have all those assets too like that could still be interesting too uh the bulls are not on this list i think the other teams it was like the the usuals the knicks the Clippers, the Heat, the Lakers, the Sixers, and the I think the Celtics were like the five or six teams I saw. Bulls nowhere to be found, which again is just like super annoying. 
uh, as a big market team that you'd think that they're just never mentioned with those teams. Like whenever you hear like these these big trades come up and you, uh, it's always the Lakers and the Knicks and the Clippers and the Heat and those teams and the Bulls are just like never involved in that. And, like obviously that's something that this front office is trying to change and have them be more of a destination where te- where players want to go there and player and like people think that players will want to go there and they, they're involved in this kind of stuff. But uh, like I said, when it comes to yeah, when it comes to the Bulls again, like I would, I would even with those like questions, if Dame actually did ask out and there was a possibility to do it, I probably would put it all on the table for him. Even with the defensive questions, you get those three guys, and then you just do what you can to build the rest of the roster around him in ter- with defensive studs. Again, that is kind of what the Blazers have been trying to do. It hasn't worked. The Blazers were 29th in defense this year. The Blazers tried Jim Boylan as an assistant coach, like in the preseason. So they got, they got that Boylan curse that he certainly did not help. Um, but still, Dame is awesome. And it's just fun to kind of think about him and Zach playing together. Just the amount of ridiculous shots they would hit. They would also give up plenty of points, but uh, they would be hitting a ton of ridiculous shots. And, be, and they'd be, the Bulls would be very entertaining. They'd be very good. They probably wouldn't be good enough. Again, the Nets are ridiculous. Uh, the Sixers are very good. There's other good teams in the Eastern Conference. But uh, it would just be a lot of fun. And as Bulls fans, we just haven't had that much fun in recent years. <laughs> Dame in Philly would make a lot of sense too. I'm sure Maury, if the you know Sixers don't come out of the East this year, is going to want to really make big moves to shake up that roster. Uh, that sort of defined his tenure in Houston, and someone like Dame would be just the perfect fit with Embiid, right? Like, yeah, I don't know what you can add along with Ben Simmons to try to make that uh, enticing package for Portland, but uh, you know. Ben Simmons and all of the picks. That's probably better than anything the Bulls could offer, and it's probably I mean, better. It was, whatever they tra- wanted to trade for Harden, you probably offer like what a little less, I guess. Uh, Harden Lillard's probably not quite on Harden's level, but um, they're both around the same age. Yeah, I mean that'd be awesome. That'd be a gr- that'd be another great fit. So that that definitely be a good idea. They, they were on that list. I mean the Celtics probably could put together a decent offer as well. I would think they'd probably have to trade Jalen Brown, uh, but I mean if you paired Tatum and Dame, that'd be really good. Uh, so yeah, I mean, all in- intriguing spots. Ultimately, I do agree with you though, that I do not think Dame is going to ask out just yet, unless like, I guess, unless something disastrous happens this off season, which I don't know how that would happen. Like maybe if they just like ran it back, like, I don't know if he wants them to trade CJ, but like the Dame CJ thing has probably run its course at this point. Like as good as they are, they can be together and CJ really improved this season. He was not good in the playoff series. Uh, I just at this point, like it's two undersized guards they can't defend, and their defense is so bad. I just don't know if they can go any further with that to, with that duo, and they might finally break it up. But uh, we'll see. Uh, just definitely a pipe dream, fun to think about. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, a few more things we want to touch on before we, we before we go here. We're going to just do a quick a quick episode here. I wanted to bring up the, the Mavs as well, another team that just got eliminated from the playoffs. We saw Luka Doncic try to do everything against the Clippers. They fell short in seven games. Again, Luka put up huge numbers. Uh, a lot of talk there around the roster around Luka. Uh, does he have enough help? They, I mean, he clearly needs more help. How much help he needs or how much he needs to trust his teammates more and all that kind of stuff. We saw the report about Chris Saps Porzingis being frustrated with his role. And just watching Porzingis and that Mav series, I tweeted this during the series, just how much it kind of reminds me of what's happened to Lowry. And I mean, Lowry coming into the league and like we would compare him to Porzingis and they had some moments like going against each other to start their careers. And now they just feel so similar and just like so disappointing as players. Just they basically just like float around the perimeter. They can't create their own shots. They can't dribble. They they don't rebound very well. Porzingis' defense, the whole unicorn thing was based on him being the 7-4 dude who can hit threes, who can dunk all over people, and who could also protect the rim like a beast. With all his injuries, he can't move anymore, so like he can't really do that either. So again, that's that's kind of like Lowry. Lowry's not 7-4, but Lowry really can't move either. Uh, so like the, the similarities between the two, besides, I guess, Porzingis is making $30 million a year. It was just so striking watching the series, just watching KP just basically float around the perimeter. And it was super depressing because KP came in the league as a super fun prospect. Lowry was the same way. Not quite, not obviously not as hyped as Porzingis was as the unicorn, but uh, just really tough to watch. And I, I just want to see Luca get more help because that's it. Like, Luca was incredible in that series. I know he 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 petered out at the, in the fourth quarters. Uh, he's also got to get in a better shape, but. Uh, that 30 plus million that p- they're paying Porzingis for a few years from now. And then the rest of that roster is kind of a whatever. And they either Porzingis needs to find it again, or they need to trade him, get, or get Luca help somewhere else. I don't know. And I, I guess I'll bring up that there were those rumors that Lowry was supposedly interested in the Mavs. And you can obviously, I mean, would, do you think Lowry would be better for the Mavs at this point than KP? Like, I don't know if I'm that down on KP at this point to say he's like exactly like Lowry or worse than him, but that series was just brutal to watch. <laughs> In a vacuum, I would take Porzingis over Lowry Markinen, no doubt. Uh, you know, Lowry to the Mavs would work, given all of Mark Cuban's comments about how he prefers European players, <laughs> and about how AAU basketball has poisoned, you know, um, American basketball players. So uh, maybe Cuban would go get Markinen because he sure loves mediocre hoopers. He's got a full <laughs> team of guys who, uh, you know, they're just not good enough. Luca was absolutely ridiculous in that series. Remember the old uh, someone made a tweet like in the Super Bowl when the Chiefs couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes. It was like, oh, so this is what Mahomes would have looked like on the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like that was the same thing with Luca in that series. Like, oh, this is what Luca would have looked like if he was drafted by Garpack somehow, and he just would have had no help, and he would have been putting up forty point near triple doubles every night, and it wouldn't have been good enough. So it's a shame too because Luca is about to sign his massive extension, which will kick in after the upcoming season, which will be his fourth season. And that's just like the best thing you can have as a basketball team is a superstar and a rookie deal. Uh, Luca already obviously a top 10 player, conservatively, we could say. And for that roster to be so talent poor around him is just like a major indictment on everyone over there who's making decisions from Cuban to Donnie Nelson to everyone else. So uh, I don't know. Would, would you have any interest in the Bulls rolling the dice on Porzingis? I would say hell no. But, no, 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 you know, no. We are talking about the Bulls trying to get more talent. 
uh, and a player like that could be on the market. But yeah, I fully agree with you. That's someone I wouldn't touch. I mean, I'd probably just, I'd rather just keep Lowry for what half the price to do the same stuff and maybe be like a little worse defensively. I mean, Porzingis, he just like, can't move anymore. I mean, maybe he gets healthy again, but he's just always hurt. And that just has like completely nuked the defensive like aspect of his like supposed upside. Uh, like, I mean, he still is a different, decent offensive player at times. He is a decent shooter, but like, Again, like Lowry shot forty percent shooting spot up threes, and that's basically what Porzingis does, and that's what he was doing, uh, like the entire time in that series, and it was just brutal. So, like, I'll give Lowry—I mean, not even half that—I'll give Lowry like a quarter, a third of that Porzingis's salary to be back in the Bulls, and like, I would probably rather do that than trade for Porzingis. And I, I don't have his contract in front of me, but it's—it's it's just not good. It's bad. So yeah, it's—it's it's tough. Like Lowry definitely does seem like a, we have Kyle here in the comments talking about how Lowry, Lowry would be a perfect Mav. And he definitely is. He'd be better than Maxi Cleaver, who was absolutely terrible in that series. Uh, basically unplayable. The, the Mavs bench was just awful. Uh, it was just a total failure on Luka. Uh, and I know, like, speaking of, like, weird press conferences like GM, like, Donnie Nelson came out and was also kind of, like, criticizing Luka, like, talking about how he needs to trust his teammates more and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I mean, sure, I'm sure he does, but, like, these, those other guys were, like, I can't remember the number exact number, but besides him and, like, Dory and Finney Smith, like they were, the Mavs were awful from three. Hardaway was bad too, and he's a free agent. We've talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. as a possible Bulls target. I know he was bad in that game seven, but like he'd be an upgrade on the wing for the Bulls. Um, but yeah, so that'll be interesting. I mean, both those teams with with Luca, with Dame and Luca, will be very interesting to see how uh, their front offices try to build around them this offseason. Again, I don't think Dame's going anywhere yet. Luca, obviously, he's going to be with Dallas for a long time. But both teams need upgrades around their star players because. I mean, just with and with you, the Nets and these other teams with multiple stars. I mean, it's just it's just hard to win when you're that focused around one legit star player. Uh, they just have to take on such a big role. It's hard to have like the two way play just isn't there. I mean, you see the Clippers, Kawhi playing both ends, Paul George playing both ends. Uh, the, the Nets have three stars. Just so hard to like to, just to do that to t- bring a team through the playoffs like that. Just having that kind of an offensive burden, it's just really tough. So. We'll see about that. Uh, last thing here before we wrap up, we had a few questions uh, from fans talking about, and Kyle, you also mentioned this about the top four pick in the comments here. We had a question from, let me shout him out. I had liked it for a few days ago. Yeah, this is from Jeff, Jeff at Jeff1 and 24, asked us on Twitter the other day. He said, if the Bulls get lucky in the lottery and move up to one or even just move in the top four, should they keep the pick or move it for another star player? Uh, and our guy, Chris, who always is listening, I asked basically the same thing. Like, if he asked, he asked about Shea Gil- Gildas Alexander specifically, if the Bulls were able to move up to package that pick for Shea. In terms of in general, if the Bulls moved up and they are they, if the Bulls did keep one through four, I do think they should explore up trade options for sure. Like, if they get one, I think it would be hard to maybe trade. Like, if you're taking Cade Cunningham number one, again, Ricky, you're more the draft guy. You, you're more familiar with, than, with these guys than I am. But, like, if you got one, like, You'd have to get like a legit, like super, like, I mean, that'd be like for Dame. Like, you trade one and something for Dame, or maybe Bradley Beal, I guess. Like, if you end up with two to four, uh, again, I would still consider maybe moving it for a third star because just just because of what we've talked about with, with uh, Zach Levine and Vucevic being on their own timeline uh, compared to bringing in a rookie, even if it's a top pick rookie, a really good player. Uh, I don't know, like, if, the, if, if they, they'd have to be a real impact guy from the start, and they could be. I mean, we see Luca, we see Trey Young, these young guys making huge impacts here. Maybe they could be. I do think it should be on the table. I don't want to take anything off the table in terms of trading a top pick. Uh, we'll get to the Shea stuff in a second. Ricky, what do you think? If they do keep the pick, 
do you think they should definitely keep it, trade it, or I mean, I guess look look to do whatever with it? Basically, all options on the table. That's funny because I was going to ask you if you would trade the number one pick for Dame. And my initial response, and I totally get the point you're talking about with uh, Levine and Vooch's timelines, but I would just take Cade. I wouldn't trade Cade for yeah, Dame. That's fair. Totally fair. You're locked in to him longer. He's only yeah. going to get better instead of getting worse. Uh, and he's really the type of player the team needs, I think, as a wing-sized defender, forward-sized defender, who could also initiate the offense, really good shooter, just a strong two-way player. So I would be all in on Cade, obviously. Who wouldn't be if you get the first pick? Uh, you know, if the Bulls get the fourth pick, and you're looking at someone like Jalen Green or, God forbid, John Kaminga or Moses Moody, uh, I would flip that pick 100%. To the highest bidder, if someone really wants, you know, maybe Jalen Suggs is still on the board at that point. I do think Suggs would be a good fit for the Bulls, for sure. He'd be a good fit for any team because he can kind of uh, assimilate around whatever role he needs to, I think. But I would look into trading that pick if you get the third or fourth pick. Uh, And then if you get the second pick, it's like Mobley's the second most talented player in the class. But you already are so invested in Vooch. Uh, Mobley could for sure play the four, I think, next to Vooch, and that would be pretty interesting. Both of those guys like to have the ball in their hands. Both of them like to, you know, pass and find open shooters. You wonder if two guys like that could coexist at the same time. So, uh, yeah, I I think that trading that pick, if they get it, is definitely something Karnaschovas is going to look at. Remember last year in the draft, uh, that was supposedly, you know, a weaker draft, everyone said, but... The rumors leading up to that draft is like every team wanted to trade out <laughs> and no one was able to trade up. And, yeah. you know, LaMelo looks like maybe a legit star after one season that someone potentially could have gotten up and taken. So, uh, yeah, it's if the Bulls get that pick, dude, everything changes for the franchise, right? Like that's absolutely the case if they get number one. But even just with those top four, now you have so many new team building routes that you didn't think you had before the lottery is at the end of this month and that's going to be uh an absolutely crucial uh absolutely crucial event so uh we have a comment from maceo who says i would look into simmons for levine straight up that's interesting that's an i don't but i don't think levine, yeah i mean it's an interesting trade simmons for you saying simmons for levine and vooch it was the added and vooch here at the end like him for both. I assume we're talking about Ben Simmons. Simmons is, he's really interesting. Was He's obviously an incredible defensive player when he's trying his ass off. When he's super aggressive offensively, he's good. I just, I, I, I still just worry about his like offensive limitations in playoff series and he can't shoot free throws. Uh, he's an awesome player. He's still what, 23, 22, something like that. Like he's, a, he's just a very interesting case. And, and that the Sixers are a fascinating team in general with him and Embiid and, uh, that roster they have there. Uh, I mean, Simmons for Levine straight up. Sh- I mean, sure. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not sure how much more I would trade, I guess. I mean, he's a defensive player of the year candidate. He's, he's really good. I don't know. It's, if it, it's, it, it's, it's a tough question. Uh, going back to the second part of the other question I was going to say about uh, that Chris was asking about Shade Gilgis Alexander. He said, Bulls land top four. I'd love to turn that Kobe into Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Do you think the Thunder would trade? 
Shea Gilgis Alexander? I would guess no, unless the Bulls were like giving up way too much. I mean, Shea, if you look at Shea's number, this numbers this season, uh, they were absolutely ridiculous. Uh, because I think he, I'd have to look him up, but like he put up like 20 some, like five and five or something like that, and like super ridiculous efficiency. Like, I know the shooting was a big question mark with him coming out, and uh, he has like completely answered those for the most part. Uh, I cannot see the Thunder have all those picks. Like, I would assume that they're going to look the, to turn those picks into players to build around Shea. So, I'd be really surprised if they were basically just like punted down the road even more and trade Shea for even more. Young players and picks. Ricky, your thoughts on that? And I guess Love really Nikola Jokic just won MVP right as we're talking here, so I'll, I'm just going to announce that right now. But, Ricky, thoughts on that? Any chance Thunder are trading Shea? No, I don't think so, because he's still, like, 22, right? So he's yeah, the type of guy that... He's ridiculously good. Like, you look at his numbers, and I looked at his numbers earlier this year, I was like, holy crap, like, this dude had an awesome season. Yeah, absolutely. Shea's awesome. It's too bad that he can't get on a playoff stage, like... Trey Young, whose star just seems to be rising so much more in the postseason now, uh, or like Luca, obviously just putting up the video game numbers against Booker, the uh, Booker as well for sure. So yeah, Shea is good enough to have that type of ascension in the postseason. The Thunder are far, far away from the playoffs, but you know, with all the picks the Thunder have, like they could be back in the mix in three, four years, of course, right? And at that point, Shea is going to be what twenty six, twenty seven. He could be their their sort of franchise guy, or you know, maybe one of two or three stars uh, with all those assets they have. So they're not going to move Shea. You would there's like. I mean, maybe if you get the first pick, you could trade it for Shea. And that would be something to think about. But I would still probably take Cade. Shea's more of a sure thing. Uh, He's already proven at the NBA level. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Last few questions here before we totally wrap up. Thoughts on Kedrick Nunn? Uh... I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if he'll cost too much. Like, I know the Bulls need wings. I don't even know if he's considered really a wing. He's a bit undersized to guard. Uh, I guess I don't love him. He's okay. Like, he'd probably be a little further down on my list. Maybe you get him for something cheap. I know he had also like the weird. Uh, I think he had the domestic violence issue as well when he was in. Co- I think that's why he left Illinois, right? Is that why he got? Why he left Illinois? The domestic. Oh violence? yeah, that's why he left Illinois. Yeah, because he was uh, a really yeah. He was a really good player, and and then he left because of a domestic violence issue. I know he's got this NBA role with the Heat. He's been pretty good, or at least he's okay. Last playoffs, I feel like I never wanted to see him out on the court. He had a better season this year. I feel like that would be down on the list a bit, but uh, so I don't know (laughs) on that one. Uh, The last question, this other question from Chris that we had. Do you know anything about the the European dude, Marco? What's his name? Simonovich. Yeah, I mean, because I don't. 6'6", EuroLeague Final Four MVP this year. He's a ball. The guy the Bulls drafted last year. I know there was that guy you're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. You were breaking up for a second there, so I couldn't hear who you said. Oh, yeah, I know Um, the guy the Bulls drafted last year. Yeah, uh, shooter, seven foot. uh, You know, I think he was like a 38% three-point shooter as a five this year. So he's going to be a stretch big man. If they can get him, he's going to be like a pick and pop big guy. So you know, I don't know what what's the timeline on him coming over. Is right, he going yeah, to be that was the question next year. Yeah, that was the question that was asked of us. I honestly have no idea. I would guess he'll be another year or two. Like, I mean, maybe they they're expecting to like for him to replace Lowry this season. I I do not know. I'm the I 
I don't know if he's ready. I haven't read enough about him. Like, I feel like I'll, I'll read more about him if, like, there are rumors about him coming over, and then I'll finally dig deep, uh, dig deeper into him. Right now, I just he's just like out of sight, out of mind for me right now. Maybe that makes maybe that makes me a bad Bulls podcast. But I just I just know that don't know that much about him and what what his timeline actually is. Yeah, I think that you know if he's not over this year, he'll be over the following year. Yeah, I would think. Or they'll flip him. You know, you could always trade his rights. Yeah. Uh, if he has another good season, so that's something to look at. But like to me, he's just like sort of an asset at this point. And he doesn't seem like he's as good of a prospect as Miritich was. And Miritich, of course, we were talking about for like a few years coming over. And he was sort of one of the more frustrating Bulls players in recent <laughs> memory. But you know what? Miritich was, uh, he was a little underrated, I think. We don't want to totally ha- relitigate the Nikola Miritich. No. <laughs> uh, era. But yeah, he, I mean, he was a decent player. So, you know, we'll see if they can get Marco uh, on the roster this year. I think he'd be solid. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited about him. For and, then sure. who, and who's the other guy that you thought I said the, I saw the the rumor about them trying to acquire the Euro League like MVP Final Four MVP or whatever? I don't even remember who, what his name like Vasily Misic. I don't know what can't remember what it is. But you were trying to talk about him there. Yeah, I mean he seems like an intriguing guy as a six six point guard. Uh, you know, really great numbers this year in Euro League. Won the Final Four MVP. Uh, I think he was a 38% three-point shooter. So he seems like he'd be a good addition to the roster. So I was excited to hear that. Yeah, I mean, base, yeah, 27 years old. Based on some, like, uh, our guy Mort, uh, who's the Euro guy, he was in our DM chats. He was talking about how he seems like a more dynamic player than Sato. I think people may, might be scarred by like, the Sato experience uh, just as the Euro, like, big Euro point guard uh, and that he just, like, wasn't, Obviously, he was kind of disappointing. Uh, it sounds like this guy's a, a bit more dynamic than him. I would, I understand the, the qualms and concerns about that. I don't think they'd, the Bulls would be bringing the guy in to be like their top uh, point guard or anything like that. They, they, I mean, they need depth of point guard no matter what. I would think, and are just guys who can handle the ball, can pass and play make. Uh, so if they do that, I mean, sure, give him a chance. I, I wouldn't have like huge expectations for the guy. I don't know enough about him to like to write him off or to say like he'd be really good. Like I said, our guy Mort, uh, who knows would definitely know more about these guys than me, seemed to talk him up a bit, but uh, I'm not totally sure. So uh, we'll see. Like I said, nothing set in stone here. It was just some rumor kind of going around like the Euro and the Euro basketball uh, reporting thing. So I guess we'll just at least keep an eye on it to see if the Bulls do acquire the rights. I have no idea how to say this guy's name. I think it's like. Va- Vasily Misic, something like that. Vasily, I, I got nothing. I'm ter- I have no idea how to say this dude's name. He's from Turkey, uh, or he plays for. He's a Serbian. He plays in the Turkey Turkish basketball league for one of the top teams, uh, and in the Euro League. So uh, we'll see about that. We got to wrap up here. Ricky's got to run. I got to run as well. So thank you for all the people, uh, everybody listening. Thank you for all the comments. As always, if you jumped in here late, this will go up on our podcast feed later. Uh, for our podcast at Cast Considerations, as always, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the, all those good places, wherever you listen to your podcasts. As always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network, shout out to Locker Room with the playoffs going on, tons of good, tons of good pods across the Blue Wire Network. And I know a lot of guys come on Locker Room, so if you want to listen to those guys talk live and get in those chats as well, look out for that on Twitter and all those good places and just check in the Locker Room app. Uh, for us at Cast Considerations, I'm at Bulls underscore J. Rookie is at SBN underscore Rookie on Twitter. Please 
Uh, hit us up with questions, comments. If you want to hear anything, if you have questions, we'll try to answer them on our next pods. Uh, so this has been Cast Considerations, H-Tackles Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Take it easy, guys.